This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to It's a Crime. I'm Linda. And today we're going to be talking about Lori Vallow Daybell and an email that was sent to Chad Daybell by Charles Vallow. Only Charles didn't write it. So I'm going to be doing a little bit of a deep dive, showing you the email and then exploring some possibilities. But before I get started, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button and click that notification bell to be notified of my next upcoming videos because there's going to be a heck of a lot of them. If you like this video, give it a like to show your support and share this video where you can. Now with that being said, let's get into it. So on June 28th, 2019, there was an email sent to Chad Daybell. The email was addressed to Chad and supposedly written by Charles Vallow, Lori Vallow's fourth husband. Only, as I mentioned, Charles didn't write it. So Charles sees this email on June 29th, the very next day, and he decides to forward it to Lori's brother, Adam Cox. And he tells Adam that Lori's up to something and this email wasn't written by him. He also mentioned that when he confronted Lori about it, she denied it. Check out what the email to Chad says. Hello, Chad. I hope you're doing well. This is Charles Vallow from Arizona. We really enjoyed having you stay with us back in November when you came to the Preparing a People conference. I appreciated you taking time to talk to me about the book I've been working on. Well, more than six months later, I still haven't made much progress on it, but I feel an urgency to get it done. As the managing partner of Wright Planning Group, I'm going to have the opportunity to speak at various conventions beginning in the fall. But everyone says I need to have a book available that summarizes my life and shares the principles I follow. So I will cut to the chase. I'm willing to pay you well to help me get this book into shape as my ghostwriter. I really liked your autobiography and the tone you took in sharing experiences without preaching. Is there any way you could come here for a couple of days and help me get the book underway. I feel talking in person would be much more valuable than a phone call or video chat, mainly because I would like you to read through some of my journals and explain to me how the publishing industry works. It would help me to know whether I truly have a book in me and whether you want to team up on it. I played minor league baseball and have plenty of stories that my audience could relate to, along with the knowledge I've gained running my own company. So I do feel the book would contain valuable information even beyond the convention circuit. I'm out of town until Saturday, but I would gladly fly you down here early next week before the holiday and cover your expenses. You could stay in our guest room like before or a hotel if you prefer. I hate to take you away from your family, but I know this book is vital to my speaking success. I understand if you don't want to take part in the project, but I would definitely make it worth your time. 
with admiration, Charles. So once Charles finds out about this email, he forwards it and he says he's not sure what the relationship is between Lori and Chad, but feels that they're up to something. And he mentions Lori created an alias for him and that he never set the email up. And as soon as Charles asked Lori and confronted her, she started blaming him and Brandon Boudreaux, which we know is Lori's niece's ex-husband. And she blamed her own brother, Adam, saying that they're all concocting a scheme. Charles mentions that he's gonna send it to Tammy, and he also mentions that he knows her cell phone, but we don't know if the message actually got to Tammy, or if Tammy responded, or if Charles got a hold of her by phone. But he does say that that email that was written is very suspicious to him, and he said whenever she gets caught doing this kind of stuff, she starts blaming everybody else wonder who that sounds like. So I took a deeper look into this letter from Lori to Chad and as I mentioned in a previous video I talked about what the possibilities could be but looking further I see it could be viewed from a different couple of ways but I do want to stress this before I start getting into this. This is my opinion. This is not saying that I'm right or wrong or authorities are right or they're wrong. This is just me exploring the possibilities. So if you disagree, that's totally cool. If you agree, that's totally cool. But keep it classy, please, in the comments. Don't harass, don't threaten, and don't call anybody, including myself, names. It's immature and it's harassment. There is no need to be ruthless and brutal, okay? So I'm gonna stick a card right here if you wanna go check out my other videos before exploring these possibilities. It's nothing crazy, it's just two theories that I have. All right, with that being said, let's get into it. So as you know, I like to go deeper and take a deeper dive and I really am interested in human behaviors. It's fascinating to me, so that's why I want to go on a little voyage. So a couple of points to mention in this first version, or points to remember. This email was created and sent 13 days before Charles died. And since Charles died, his sister Kay Woodcock was on an interview saying that she knew that Lori and Chad had an affair before Charles died. And Charles had a $1 million life insurance policy, but Lori didn't know that Charles changed his policy months before his death. Okay, so let's talk about version one. Version one, this email is what it is. It's Lori posing as Charles, writing Chad a letter, asking him to come to her home or hotel if he prefers and help write a book. She says that it's important for him to come in person and she says that she feels the urgency to get it done. She says that she'll pay Chad well and will make it worth his time. She said she's out of town until the Saturday and for him to come out next week before the holiday. So let's get out the handy dandy calendar and take a look at these dates. Here's June where Lori emails Chad on the 28th. On the 29th, Charles sends the email to his brother-in-law Adam and here is the July calendar. On the 11th, Charles dies, and the week before is when she wants Chad to come out. So knowing what little info we have, just this email, 
The question is, why would Lori write to Chad in Charles's name? Since we know Chad and Lori were allegedly having an affair before Charles died, based on what Kay said, then we can say she potentially wrote this email so that she can get Chad to come and see her and that Tammy, if she saw it, wouldn't think it's a big deal. And it would give Chad the opportunity to say, hey Tammy, I got asked by the Vallos, specifically Charles, to help him write a book and he needs me to be there in person to help him go through his journals and that type of thing. And he's going to pay really well and that's why he wants me to come out next week or this upcoming week. It's possible, right? And if they were having an affair, then it would be the perfect excuse for Chad to go to Arizona and spend time with Lori. Because if this was actually written by Lori and signed by Lori, and if Tammy had any doubts or suspicions, then it may not go over so well. And maybe Tammy was having suspicions already about Chad's behavior, so this is why this email had to happen. So in this theory, it is what it is, and it's just surface that she wanted Chad to come out, this is the way to do it, and have Charles as the excuse. Pretty fair to say, surface. But then I got to thinking, she really wanted him to come out urgently, and within days, right? She wants him to drop everything and come see her, not, hey, I'd love for you to come and help me. Let's set something up and we'll figure something out. It's, this is urgent. I'd like you to come out right away and in the next couple of days. And she even said in the email that she didn't work on the book for the last six months, but all of a sudden now feels the urgency to get it done. So with this combo of the urgency and looking at Charles's email to Adam saying this is suspicious and the timing of his death, I felt it was important to look at this email from a deeper level and see what I could find. And so again, why go to the lengths to set up a bogus email, write this long drawn email, and then I thought, well, what if this was actually written in code? Maybe she couldn't talk about this on the phone, but she needed help. So then I thought, what if Chad actually knew about the upcoming death of Charles? I do not know if he did or not, but what if he did? So let's explore the possibility and I'll show you what I see. Now, a couple of key points before I get into that. Charles died on July 11th. On the day that he died, there was a bat involved and he was also shot two times in the chest. There was barely any furniture in this house, but there was definitely a bat, definitely a gun. And Charles had a $1 million life insurance policy and Chad and Lori had the same beliefs about the second coming of Christ that's happening this July 2020, according to them, and that Lori believed that she is a god and if anyone gets in her way, if Charles gets in her way, she would murder him. And Lori and Chad were allegedly having an affair before this happened in July, before Charles got killed. And people who knew Lori and Chad all mentioned that both of them changed around that 2018 mark, which is when they officially met. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read little snippets of the email and then dive in at the possibilities. Okay, let's get into it. Hello, Chad. I hope you're doing well. This is Charles Vallow from Arizona. We really enjoyed having you stay with us back in November when you came to the Preparing a People conference. I appreciated you taking time out to talk to me about the book I've been working on. Well, more than six months later, I still haven't made much progress on it, but I feel an urgency to get it done. When I look at this in code talk, what if the book is actually the plan? And the plan is to get rid of Charles. So whenever she talks about the book, she's actually talking about the plan. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about the plan I've been working on instead of the book. Then she talks about how it's been six months since she really hasn't done anything, but now feels the urgency. So when I go back six months, it's January. And January is when she told Charles that if he gets in her way, she'll murder him. And she also pilfered $35,000 in January, at the end of January, from Charles's business account and takes off for 58 days on a hiatus. So she says here, well, more than six months later, I still haven't made much progress on it, but I feel an urgency to get it done. So maybe she wants to get rid of him and hasn't yet, and she's been wanting to, and now she just feels the urgency to get it done. And in January also, as a little side note, she actually called Charles Ned Schneider on the phone and he's like, who's Ned Schneider? And she tells him that Charles died and he's gone and Ned Schneider is now in his body. So super strange stuff, but this is what she said. So the next paragraph, as the managing partner of the Right Planning Group, I'm going to have the opportunity to speak at various conventions beginning in the fall, but everyone says I need to have a book available that summarizes my life and shares the principles I follow. So when I read this, I thought I'm going to have the opportunity to speak at various conventions beginning in the fall. To me, that was more in fall after this, I'm going to have the freedom to do the things I want and being around the people that have the same principles that I follow. But in order for her to do that, she has to have that plan finished so she can continue with her beliefs and her mission. And that one line sticks out, but everyone says I need to have a book available that summarizes my life and shares the principles I follow. And I think she was referring to everyone sharing the principles I follow. So she needs to have that book available, completed, so she can move on. What are your thoughts? Let me know in the comments below. So I will cut to the chase, it says. I'm willing to pay you well to help me get this book into shape as my ghostwriter. I really liked your autobiography and the tone you took in sharing experiences without preaching. So she talks about him being a ghostwriter. So if we're looking at this theory as a plan, she's willing to pay him to get the plan done and pay him well as an accomplice or maybe a silent partner. So maybe in the last line also where she says she liked his autobiography and the tone he took maybe it means that she likes his ideas or past ideas how to do the plan without it being too much you know he's not preaching it's more simple is there any way you could come here for a couple days and help me get the book underway i feel talking in person would be much more valuable than a phone call or video chat mainly because i would like you to read through some of my journals and explain to me how the publishing 
industry works. So basically I take this as she wants him to help her with the plan in person and help her get it executed. It would help me know whether I truly have a book in me and whether you want to team up on it. So to me, she wants to know if the plan's a good one and whether he's willing to help out. I played minor league and have plenty of stories that my audience could relate to, along with the knowledge I've gained running my own company. So I do feel the book would contain valuable information even beyond the convention circuit. So when I first saw this, it was like random. All of a sudden she's talking about playing minor league. And as a side note, Charles actually did play minor league baseball, but Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Then I thought, well, I wonder if she's talking about the bat. Because we know in the body cam footage of Alex Cox after he shot Charles... He was talking about a bat and how Charles came at him with a bat and he was doing self-defense. So, and justified why he died. So, and Alex also talked about, you know, his brother-in-law became unglued. He was in rage. I've never seen him like that. That kind of thing. So when she mentions I played minor league, I thought, well, maybe that could be the bat or maybe it's just nothing. It's a throwaway and have plenty of stories that my audience could relate to. So to me, that could be the stories they come up with that they'll be believable. So I do feel the book can contain valuable information even beyond the convention circuit. So basically, I feel the plan would be worth it and go over above and beyond. So putting it together, I have a bat and there's several stories that the cops would believe. And basically, that'd be her audience, right? I'm out of town until Saturday, but I would gladly fly you down here early next week before the holiday and cover your expenses. So obviously, this is the timing of when to come out, and she'll cover the costs associated with him coming there. You could stay in our guest room like before or in a hotel if you prefer. I hate to take you away from your family, but I know this book is vital to my success. I understand if you don't want to take part in the project, but I would definitely make it worth your time. With admiration, Charles. So the plan is vital to her success moving forward. And this is the same sentence that Chad uses on a phone call to Julie Rowe. He says, I can't move forward with my plan until Tammy is dead. And this is the same sentence. The plan is vital to her success in moving forward. So that's the exact same in my opinion. 
and also that she understands if he doesn't want to get involved in executing this plan, but she'd make it worth it. So the questions I do have is, did Chad actually go out there that week? Or if he did, what was the exact dates? Or did he stay back and that's why Alex stepped in? Or those three are the three musketeers, as we've been seeing, and they all had it planned together. The other question I have is, I wonder if Chad and Lori are writing letters while she's in jail right now in code. These are my thoughts of the two theories. Please tell me what your thoughts are. Is it one that it is what it is, or could there be more to it? Let's have a chit chat below. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Click the like button and click the share button. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.